the Smash Daily Podcast. Weekdays 4 to 6 on 107.1, the Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. I tell you what, I'm a looking outside, and I got to say, it is black as night, probably because it is night, and yet you put those dark clouds, that rainstorm, on top of the early on as far as the black of night is concerned. Sheesh, that is dark out there. That is dark out there. I don't know, maybe it's me. There's something wrong with carrying them. Um, Umbrella. For some reason, I don't know what it is. I won't care. I got an umbrella, but it's in my car. I won't carry it. I should have brought it in with me. But it's kind of like Cool Papa Smash don't carry an umbrella. It don't rain when Cool Papa Smash wants to get into the car. But it's going to. Drenched. Upon arrival, what you going to do? We're going to carry an umbrella from now on, Dagon. That's what's wrong with you. Hey, uh, this is pretty wild. Just looking at various things. Somebody trying to put together a million MAGA march for this Saturday over in Washington, D.C. million Trump supporters to meet in D.C. Remember the Million Man March from a few years back? Million MAGA march. That will be interesting to see if that gets put together. See if that happens. See what that looks like. Because if you <laughs> if you are going on any of the uh, numbers that we saw as far as the inauguration is concerned, remember when uh, Trump was saying there's like uh, 10 million people out there and then they showed the pictures, there's only like one-tenth of that, if, if that. So it would be interesting to see what this million mega march looks like as far as the sizability of it all is concerned if it does happen this weekend now one of the other things that's being talked about is maybe trump in this outgoing part of his administration especially if the numbers don't work correctly and he does have to leave well what he's setting up is a compromise with Biden. Now, this is just rumor. I'm spreading rumors. But it sounds like it could be real because that's what these people do. Dang, I hate to spread rumors. That's kind of bad. Okay, I'm not spreading rumors. I'm doing analysis. All right? That's what it is. Analysis. So here's the analysis. The analysis is Trump's going to work this thing, work this thing, Bother Biden with it. Bother Biden with it. 
until there comes a point. Because all my liberal friends have told me, I want to say all, it's like four or five people. I mean, I got a bunch of liberal friends, but out of them, only four or five people say that when Trump gets back to New York, the lawsuits are going to wind up putting him in jail. Lawsuits on taxes, lawsuits on dealings. But the lawsuits that are awaiting him from the Attorney General of New York, the lawsuits will have him in jail where he will spend the rest of his life. So, here is the conspiracy theory, the analysis. The analysis is that Trump is going to make a deal with Biden. The deal is that you, the President of the United States, Joe Biden, if it's deemed so in the final tally, you, President of the United States, Joe Biden, will pardon me, Donald Trump, from anything that comes my way. I will have an indemnity to it all. They can't touch me. And with that, I will not be the thorn in your side. I will not be the pebble in your shoe. I will not be the yin in your yang. Whatever it might be. But I get out of the way. But you got to promise me, as president, you will pardon me in case any of this kind of turmoil does come my way. So that's the analysis on what's getting played here. Because beyond the actuality of the counting to see will the numbers be reversed in favor of the sitting president, Donald Trump, in reality, you better make sure you got yourself covered because you see that even with 70 million voters, you didn't get to keep the gig. I wouldn't be surprised to see that that's definitely the way that it's playing. Now, it's got a little, little something good here. I'm going to slide on over to it from... Uh, Nah, I tell you what, I'm going to go to that later. This, I'm just looking at various things I got here. This is crazy to me. Remember the couple, the Miloskis, I believe their uh, their name is? Easy-going couple. Well-to-do American couple. They had the protesters come across uh, their, their street. I don't think the protesters came to their yard, but supposedly broke down the, the gate and came across the street. And they were out there in their yard with some sort of automatic rifle, and the missus was wielding a gun. And so they made international headlines, of course. Well, now, because there's a lot of people, uh, a lot of pictures that were taken, now they, the McCloskeys, I believe is their last name, they, the folks who waved guns at protesters, are suing the photographer who captured these, as they're saying here, iconic images. Because in a way, they are iconic images. It's definitely a statement of the times. And the crazy part about it is that just, uh, just, just a couple of people trying to protect their, their property, trying to, trying to protect their deal against folks that uh, weren't the norm in their yard. Well, they weren't in their yard. They're in the street. 
That's a closed off community. That's their yard. The street is their yard too. But they can raise sue, sue the uh, the photographer. Now, I think I know who the photographer is, and he's been a friend of mine for the longest time. So when I get out of here, I'm gonna call him. And I can't call his name now because if it's not him, then that wouldn't be nice. But if this is the guy, and I don't think he'll come on the air with me, but if this is the guy, this will be a while because he's a well-known photographer, not only with EAP, not only with magazines all around the country, but here in St. Louis, he's one of the premier photographers. I work with him every year at Guns and Hoses. <laughs> if this is him, this is wild. He's getting sued for taking the pictures. I think beyond sued for taking the pictures, I don't know, would that be considered an invasion of privacy? I don't know, you're out in the, but you're on your yard. You ain't in the middle of the street. You ain't in the public venue, shall we say. In your yard, at your house. I don't want no pictures. I definitely don't want them going around the world. I definitely don't want to be identified because of you, Mr. Photographer, I've been getting death threats every day, every night. Talk about I'm carrying weapons. I have to sleep with weapons. So they sue the photographer. I'm going to find out. I'll let you know tomorrow. If it's a guy I know. I'm going to mention his name because I, uh, I don't need the hassle myself. But I'll let you know. And then, just looking at various things here. Well, let's go on this side here. All right. Something in, you know, the only song I could think, and I, I, afterwards I thought freeze frame by the Jay Giles band. And there's all kinds of photographic songs, but the only one I could think of to just kind of touch on the photographer situation I just mentioned was, is this song. Def Leppard, of course, smash with you right here. I tell you what I love about that band. Not only their music, that's a given. But when their drummer lost his arm in an accident, they didn't replace him. They kept him in the band. They augmented his drums in such a way that he could play using more of his feet and he could play using just that one arm, that one hand. Bravo to them, man. And I ain't saying anybody else that would have replaced the dude. Unbravo to you. I ain't saying that. But I'm just saying bravo to Def Leppard on that. I will always hold them in high regard just because of the way they handled that situation. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and those listening with fake ID, here is, and I tell you what I love. I tell you on the backside, here is your president-elect. This is a crisis that affects everyone. As I've said throughout this campaign, I will be a president for every American. This election is over. It's time to put aside the partisanship and the rhetoric that 
designed to demonize one another. It's time to end the politicization of basic, responsible public health steps like mask wearing and social distancing. We have to come together to heal the soul of this country so that we can effectively address this crisis as one country where hardworking Americans have each other's backs and we're united in our shared goal, defeating this virus. As we work toward a safe and effective vaccine, we know the single most effective thing we can do to stop the spread of COVID is wear a mask. The head of the CDC warned this fall that for the foreseeable future, a mask remains the most potent weapon against the virus. Today's news does not change that urgent reality. We, I won't be president until January 20th. But my message today is to everyone is this. It doesn't matter who you voted for, whether you stood who, where you stood before Election Day. It doesn't matter your party, your point of view. We can save tens of thousands of lives if everyone would just wear a mask for the next few months. Not Democrat or Republican lives, American lives. You know, maybe we'd save the life of person who uh, stocks a shelf at your local grocery store. Maybe it saves the life of a member of your place of worship. Maybe it saves the lives of one of your children's teachers. Maybe it saves your life. So please, I implore you, wear a mask. Do it for yourself. Do it for your neighbor. A mask is not a political statement, but it is a good way to start pulling the country together. Bravo to the president-elect. Bravo. Put on your mask. I walked into QT on my way to work today, and uh, I didn't have a mask. I got all kinds of masks dangling from uh, the stick in my car, but I didn't go in. One thing, I didn't go in. Young lady calls, sir? I don't know who she's talking to. Sir? She comes up to me. Do you have a, a face mask? Oh, daggone, I'm very sorry, ma'am. Getting ready to walk out of the car, and they give me a face mask. So thank you, QT. A lot of places do that. They do that at the hospital. If you're walking in the hospital, you ain't got a mask, whatever it is, they, they got you covered. So I, who remembers when this whole COVID thing started and these masks were like 20 bucks a piece? Now they're handing them out. Thank you, Lord, for that. But boy... Wear your mask. It's like the president said, really, the president-elect, I should say. Wear your mask. I know. What's mad? You don't wear a mask all the time. I know I'm going to wear my mask. Okay. So anyway, you know, when I think of masks, guys in masks, I think of Zorro. I think of Rocky Raccoon. I think of situations like this. Here he is, Sheriff. Hello, Cavendish. Didn't think you'd catch him, partner. Now we got the whole dang bunch. You and your men are to be congratulated, Sheriff. Thanks. But if it hadn't been for you, we'd have gotten nowhere. I'll be with you in just a minute. I'll take care of this one personally. Come on. Either, Silver. No, Cavendish can't catch it, Kimotabi. You take off, Matt. I'm going to continue to wear the mask and keep my identity a secret. For how long? Our job has just begun. 
We have a lot of trails to follow. That good. Sheriff, before the lockup, do you mind telling me who the mask man is? Wouldn't mind at all, except that... Hey, where'd the mask man go? He and his Indian pal are going out to get the horses, Sheriff. Well, I guess he isn't one to stick around for a party. Well, who is he? I don't rightly know his real name, but I've heard him called the Lone Ranger. Coming back in just a moment with my girl, Super Soul Sister. It's going to be good. Got you covered. Digging the smash. I appreciate it here. It's WBGZ 107.1 FM. The Big C. Listen to the Smash Daily Podcast anywhere google apple spotify and the new home at amazon music smashdaily.com i gotta say if it is time for you to put that house up for sale you want to list with a leader that's why i'm turning you on to landmark realty that's matt horn and his crew over there on godfrey road in godfrey godfreylandmark.com that's the website phone number 618 Six six fifteen thirteen. It's time to list. Got to get your house ready. The folks over there at Landmark, they'll make sure you follow in the right kind of plan to make sure that house is ready and just to use the term presentable to folks who are going to be coming in from the outside and looking at your house for the possibility of buying it. Then you can move on with that purchase, depending on how you play that whole deal. But the beauty of it is you get some guys and some girls who know how this whole thing works. They understand the paperwork. You want to talk about a hassle, man, oh man, the paperwork. That's why you have these folks at Landmark Realty who you can trust to carry out that paperwork correctly for you. You glance at it, you read through it to your particular level of read, depending on what you feel you need to do, and then you sign because you know these guys have got you covered. Whether you list or whether you buy, they got you covered. Single, family home, residential lots and land, condos, townhouses, commercial, farms, multifamily homes, apartment buildings you might want to be doing, you know, renting and all that kind of stuff. So if you're looking to sell or to buy that home, give them a call. These folks will take care of you. 20 years ago, Matt Horn started up with the company. Two years ago, he bought the company, and he's building it into a new kind of real estate powerhouse for you, real kind of real estate fit your needs for you in this 2020 decade and onward. Phone number, 618-466-1513. That's that's GodfreyLandmark.com. Because I am where you's at. On 1071 The Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend.
Super Soul Sister, I love this girl right here because we have, just like you heard a moment ago, Mark Kaysen, he handles the liberal side. He leans to the left. And coming up in a little bit, we got Ed Martin. He's conservative to the max. We got Vladimir Noskov, mm-hmm. the mad Russian. But this girl right over here, she does not give a rat's ass. And she covers that part of the whole deal, too. I love That's this right. girl. And that super soul <laughs> sister. Smart sister T, how are you feeling today, kid? I am wonderful. How about you? Well, I'm feeling pretty good, to tell you the truth. And uh, feeling pretty good is, is pretty good when you're 70 years old, you know, and and everything's just flowing right. I'm talking about bodily functions. I'm talking about life in general. It's just magnificent feel, personal opinion, of course. I know. Yep. Do I'm, you f- that, I'm up there, too. So, yeah. honey, anytime you wake up on this side, it's good. That's, that's exactly right. Let me ask how you feel about uh, this election being Joe Biden's and Kamala Harris's and on Saturday, when it was announced that he is the president-elect, there was dancing out in the streets. How do you feel about what you might have seen there? I don't know why. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Basically, you switch uh, outright races for a closet races. I mean, and then he ain't that much in the closet either. Uh, I I just don't get it. Because, like, I, I look up statistics. I don't, I don't think I had these the last time we talked. Um, where 57% of white people voted for Trump. Yeah. So a majority of white people voted for Trump, and then, which tells me a lot of progressives didn't vote, a lot of other folks did not vote Mm -hmm. that are white since it was supposed to be this blue tsunami. Mm -hmm. And then um, 87% of black people voted, 60% of Latinos and uh, 60% of, like, Asians and other races. So, basically, uh, the only reason he's in there is because of people of color, actually. Hmm. So, Do you think that he will be—do uh, you think he will be a president for the people of color? Are you going to be looking at four years down the line the same old, same old? The same old, same old? Mm-hmm. Hell no. If, mm-hmm. if uh Wall Street Journal wrote an article back during the campaign talking about how elated they were with him and Ms. Harris. Then what do that tell you? Well, you know, yeah, it's run by the Wall Street folks. Yeah, I don't know what it's going to take for the American public to sit up here and see how this all this is set up. That's why you have an electoral college because the men that had money back in the day that were the founders. Uh, wanted to make sure uh, the public wouldn't vote somebody crazy in that they didn't like. So mm-hmm. that's why it's the Electoral College, to make sure they can still have a say, no matter what the vote is, who's going to stay in there. Well, now you get 70 million people to vote for you, Donald Trump, and then you got 74 million, let's say, I think it was close to 74 million, to vote mm-hmm. for, for Biden That is half the country, 150 million people, and it's still Mm -hmm. still the divided country that they're talking about. Do you think Joe, as he was saying, he's not a you know, he's a Democrat, but at the same time, he's going to be the American president, not the Democratic president, the American president. Can he play to that? Oh, no, he is the corporatist president, like I have to give Trump. And trust me, I am not a Trump supporter, but what I will give him credit for is 
he held a mirror up to the United States. You know, we always say, oh, this isn't America. That's not America. Yes, it is. America is all about the Benjamins, as the kids say. It's all about that money, honey. Yeah. Yeah. And then they use the racial stuff to make sure they keep the money situation the way they want it. So if we battling with each other, then we're not looking at the person, like I said, that's got their foot on both of our necks. So, um, you know, it's just a game. It's a cartoon. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> How do you think this uh, cartoon plays as far as recount is concerned? Because, you know, the Trump party is trying to get uh, four or five, maybe even more of these states recounted because they're talking voter fraud. Right. I don't blame them. I mean, think about it. Four states, they still haven't called. Yeah. They haven't called North Carolina. They haven't called Alaska. What else? Who else was it? It's a, a couple Arizona. more they haven't yep. called yet. Yeah. So yep. even in amidst the recounting, and then I don't blame. I do the same thing because let's face it, Al Gore gave up too quick the last time around. Think about it. He won. Yeah, but he you know, lost by he ended up with Bush. Right, but he mm-hmm. uh, he lost to Bush by five hundred thirty four votes, if I remember correctly. Is some preposterous like that? It, it, true, but he still won the state of Florida, yeah. which meant. Yeah. The electoral votes would have went another way. Right See, on. that's that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, this is showing how jacked up our whole uh, election process. You know, one state, okay, we'll take the votes that got that were postmarked by the third, even though they came in later. Oh, somebody else will no, if they came in later, no, we're not counting. Oh yeah, over here. Oh, we just found this postal worker threw some in the ditch. Oh, yeah. How about, you know, come on, people. I love this girl. You can send somebody to the moon, <laughs> but we can't get this voting stuff right? Come on. Yeah, yes. That lets you know it's all, uh, uh, it's like I said, a cartoon. Smart Sister Bugs T. Bunny. Let me, uh, can I slide over to the cultural side? Because uh, in reality, this this time together, we call it Experience Black, and we experience it through your experience. And I'd just like Mm -hmm. to ask you, because there's a big headline about the South Carolina football coach, uh, Buddy Pogue, P-O-U-G, and uh, Mm -hmm. he's trying to get a black coach in in South Carolina, South Carolina University, uh, and he's trying to get black folks to start going to the great outdoors, you know, doing some fly fishing, hiking trails and all that stuff. You usually don't see black folks on. Do you think black folks take to camping and, and all that kind of stuff through your experience, at least? Hell no. Because <laughs> you don't know what's up there in them there hills. Okay. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I like to go camping. I did as a kid. Yeah. But as an adult nowadays, yeah. uh-uh. Ain't no, uh, uh, what was that movie? Well, um, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, Sui, Sui. Um, oh, deliverance, uh, I deliverance, name. deliverance. Deliverance. That's there right. you go. Uh-uh, no sirree, <laughs> Bob. She's yelling You know, unless somebody is, is, is packing, right I wouldn't. <laughs> right on. All right, let me slide over to this. Fishing, you go somewhere near the hood. I'm sorry. <laughs> The banks of the creek. That's about it, man. That's what we used to do, at least. Uh, okay, so let me slide off to this. So I, I just I was curious. So I clicked on this red table talk, and that's Jada Pinkett, uh, Jada yeah. Will Pink, uh, Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah. And it was like him and her, and like they have what they call an open marriage, and she took off with some dude that Will Smith 
found and built up, and then they decide to go their separate ways, and Will Smith's playing with whatever girls he wants to play with, and she's playing with this dude that Will Smith brought up, and right. yet they have what they call an open marriage. I, I don't know. In, in the in the black experience, we experience black here. Um, is open marriage a normal thing amongst the community? No. Once again, they are celebrities. Oh. Okay. Hello. Okay. And it's not so much open. They just kind of were separated. And then we already been talking about that. Everybody talking about getting into entanglement. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but you're married. And both of them are. But that's that Holly weird. Yeah. Everybody do what they want to do. Go on about the business. Yeah. Uh-uh. You know sisters don't play that for uh, real. I know. So this must be. Uh, okay. Well, that's just. You know, I don't know if they're lucky to that or whether that's unfortunate for their relationship, but uh, they happy with it, they yeah, feel together, right? So, on. you know, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. look at even just the way they raise their kids, mm-hmm. you know, is totally not uh, in keeping with for the uh, the main way that black people do. How they're, so you how they're, already yeah, know. Do you talking about raising their kids in a more wealthy environment? Is that what you're saying? Even with the wealth, yeah. black people look at oh Michelle Obama when she told them in the White House some girls was gonna make up their own bed mm. and do their own thing. Right no, yeah. we got a certain way, rich, poor, whatever you want to call it. Like we said, like I said before, we will kill our kids before they kill us. Oh no, <laughs> we don't play that. Okay, Mm-mm. leave that fire. Ain't no one. black Menendez brothers, trust me. <laughs> okay, one one more thing. You were talking about entanglement. <laughs> I'm going to talk about untangling, and that is uh, dreadlocking. Sea salt hairspray is the new thing with black folks. It's made with pure ocean water. Would you would you spray? Sea salt in your hair and it'll help de- de- detangle it, or, or what would you do? Uh, no, mine is curly, so I don't have to yeah. worry about that. But whatever floats your twinky or blows your hair back, if that's what, you know, Yeah. if you want to take them down, most people just cut them off and start all over, but mm. some people do mm. uh, detangle their hair. So, mm-hmm. And don't call them dreadlocks, call them just locks, because the oh, reason really? they got that name, people said their hair was dreadful. So that's why they call them dreadlocks, but I don't do that. They're called locks. That's what we do. We learn here in in the opportunity to experience black. That is smart, sister. That's right. You know I love you. (laughs) I'll talk to you down the line, baby. All right, honey. See you later. I tell you what, I'm glad to stop raining. That was a heavy rain. Yeah, you know, I know it's nighttime, yeah, so it's going to be dark. But at least it stopped raining. Hey, uh, temperature dropped, Doug Jennings said, from like 70-ish to like 59 degrees. That was an hour ago. So who knows what it is now? Whoo, buddy. 
Again, my quote, Game of Thrones. Winter is coming. Now, what could be perfect for you in winter? On a cold night sometime in autumn, let's say. On a nippy night sometime in the spring. As indeed the warmth does surround us and it's coming for the summer. How about a big old fire pit? That'd be good. Nice. Let me beautifully expensive fire pits, man. Put it on your patio, put it on your deck. Think about, uh, well, you know, I ought to have a deck. Well, that's Jersey County Fencing Deck. JCFDonline.com. That's a website. JCFDonline.com. And while you're there, take a look at the kind of work that they do. It's craftsmanship combined with an artistic touch. It's like Dean Comer, the owner of the company. He, you know, since since I started out, I've been saying, he got an eye for design, but he's a working man. And the great thing about it is they'll help you design your deck, whatever you think is right. And the beauty of it is whether that deck is one foot off the ground or 10 feet off the ground, they will secure it in such a way that you don't have to worry about its moving, about its shifting. You don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Because guys over there at Jersey County Fencing Deck, they're on top of the game. That's why they do so many decks, build so many fences. They put up uh, screened-in porches, do siding, do all kinds of stuff for the house. Jersey County Fencing Deck, jcfdonline.com. While you're there, jcfdonline.com. While you're there, register to win that fire pit and Come December 18th, just in time for Christmas, somebody wins that fire pit. But you need to go now because right now you got the opportunity to register once but be counted on twice. You have two times a chance to win because if you tell them when you write in the various rectangles that you write in, you say, you heard about it here on WBGZ, you not only registered once, you registered twice. So take advantage of that. And then maybe it's you at some particular point in time winning that thing. Let me know. I'm coming over. Boy, I don't know whether you're allowed to do it, but I bring me some marshmallows that we could roast too. You know, get us, you know, three or four coat hangers, the metal kind, stretch them out, put the marshmallows on the end, just eat them sideways. You know how you, you got to eat them sideways? Oh. I don't know if you're allowed to do that with fire pits, but they're beautiful on your patio or your deck. Jersey County Fence and, J- and Deck. JCFDonline.com.
holiday. Come on. Hey, hey, hey. I love Sammy Kershaw anyhow. I'll tell you what. I used to work uh, country radio after I left Casey. I took about a year off, then joined up with Kicks 106 doing country. Smash, how can you do country? You're a rock and roller. That's rock and roll. All right? It's different forms of rock and roll. But Sammy Kershaw, that's a rock and do. But here's one of the problems. And it's probably why they don't let me in Nashville no more. Because I'm a truth teller. Country music eats its young. Now, Sammy Kershaw, as big as he was, as the many hits that he had, they pushed him aside when the youngsters started coming around. That's what they do. But that's show business. That's what they do in show business. Some of the older folks get a nice opportunity then movies that call for grandmas and grandpas in there, whatever it is, moms and pops. But Sammy Kershaw, he wasn't, he wasn't a youngster long enough. But boy, had himself some hits. I certainly hope he did his money money right. Had himself some good representation. As far as working it on the stock market is concerned, stocks and bonds, all that stuff. Because he had some great hits. I love Sammy Kershaw. But that's what they do. Country music, they, they eat their young. I don't know. Every once in a while, you know, your mind gets tapped. You know how, you know, you, you watch submission uh, fighting and all that? You got to tap out. I'm tapped out. All I want to do is, is go on over to Gulf Shores and eat me some grouper. <laughs> I love the grouper over there. But I love grouper anyhow. It's a magnificent uh, eating fish. But they got all kinds. They got the t- tilapia and all that, uh, you know, happy-go-lucky stuff, the salmon, the catfish. But here's the thing. When I first started eating catfish, I don't know about you, when I first started eating catfish, I had to not think about what a catfish looks like. All right? All I can think about is that beautiful catfish meat right there. And you're just chomping on it. Put the sauces on it like they got all them sauces over there with Harry Parker and his crew over at Gulf Shores. Mm, mm, mm. Grouper, I don't know what a grouper looks like, so... Whatever it looks like on my plate, I'm gnawing on that. But a catfish, I know what a catfish looks like. They'll see these dudes that, what is it called, when they they dip their hands deep into the water and pull up a catfish by its mouth? I think it's called catfishing. Anyway, when I got over, what a catfish looked like? Oh, man, I'm, I'm dining on catfish all the time. I love catfish. Fried up just right, all buttered up and everything. Got some of them crumbs all over, you know, them bread uh, type of hard type, uh, little tiny bread crumb. Oh, the best. And you add to that, it's just me thinking out loud. Hush puppies. I love hush puppies. Over there at Gulf Shores, Harry and the crew, they make hush puppies. And hush puppies, man, you can dip them into anything. I like that with, you know, with, with ranch dressing. They got the Creole sauces and everything. I like the ranch dressing. Oh, and let me tell you what else. Mm, mm, mm. Gulf Shores, by the way. Gulf Shores Restaurant and Grill.com. 
corn. I love corn. Corn on the cob. They roast it up. They, I don't know what they do, but they got enough yellow still left on the corn, but some of it's kind of burnt. And it tastes good all the way around because you're just dousing it with butter. Whoo, man. Now, as a diabetic, yeah, I got to shoot up 25, 30 units before I do that because corn is sugar. So I'm all right. Though it's unfortunate I got to, you know, shoot up like that. But boy, get some of that corn over there. It is magnificent. Butter up. Some people like to put sugar on the butter. And then you're really sweetening up that corn. Oh, golly. I'm just thinking of the various things you can get at Gulf Shores. I tell you what I got to get at Gulf Shores. I got to get over there. So I'm going to close this thing up here in a moment. And I'm in the Creve Court. That's by my house. Gulf Shores right over there. They got the one over here in, uh, in Edwardsville, too. That's a magnificent store. I love sitting there, not only with the eating and drinking, but listening to the music that comes in over the speakers uh, above in the ceiling. Just the greatest New Orleans type of music. Just the greatest rock and blues type of music. And I ain't saying this the wrong way, but it's not that slow blues. It's just kind of like, it's like back in the 70s. I ain't saying this in the wrong way. But our band, when we would play like Rush Up in Chicago, and you'd be playing like six sets, and you had to go up three flights of stairs to get <laughs> the instruments on the stage, and you're carrying a big-ass Hammond B3 and the Leslie's that go along with it. Hey, when there wasn't nobody in the club and the club manager still made you play because he wanted to, Get his money's worth. And what would happen if somebody happened to come in the club? Wow, he could make another 50 cents on another beer sold. Well, we used to play slow blues in that setting. And we drive everybody out. Because slow blues is slow. It's magnificent if you're sitting by yourself and everything, you know, you got your stereo on and just cranking some nice slow blues. But man, we got a bunch of uh, drunks at a bar. They want to listen to that. They want to rock. So we just played slow blues, got them all out of there, went home. But that's what I'm thinking about doing right now. Yeah, heading on now. Hey, listen, I hope uh, you have yourself a good one, whatever that one uh, happens to be. Appreciate you being here. Made it through the storm a little bit earlier. I'll catch you tomorrow, as is always, 4 to 6 o'clock right here. As you are indeed enjoying Smash Daily, WBGZ 107.1. FM. Well, that is it. You've been digging the smash. Smash daily style. For as long as you was able to tune in today. Performance time, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 o'clock, right here on WBGZ 107.1 FM. The Big Z. So until the next time, I am G-O-H-N gone. So gone, I was not even here. So have yourself a good one. No matter what that one happens to be. Smash, smash, I'm digging the smash, 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 dig the smash, 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 I'm digging the smash, 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 dig the smash, 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 I'm digging the smash.